0: Hello, 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 and welcome to Navigating Preteen Ministry. My name is Sam Bean, if you don't know me. Uh, I am a preteen pastor, been so for two years now, Um, and I am learning as you guys learn and trying to share some of what I'm learning with you guys, and hopefully, hopefully we'll all come out stronger in the end. So, uh, we are in part three of our vision series, um, basically I wanted to take a journey on what it looks like to, uh, start with a vision, uh, and what you can do to, um, make that vision a reality, and in week one we talked about how the reality is our vision needs God to be a true vision, um, without God it is just an idea, um, a hope and a dream, and it has no bearing or eternal significance, right, if we're not, uh, You know, kneeling to the will of God and letting Him lead us, then our vision is um, selfish, prideful, and ultimately can be destructive. So it is important that we have a vision that is truly uh, following God. And last week, we talked about how we can take that true vision um, and put a plan to action. We talked about how we can take a vision from God um, and the steps we need to take to plan it and create something that is um, that goes from an abstract idea to something concrete that we can attain. Um, and this week, we were talking about what happens if we add a team to this attainable vision um, and how we can create a functional vision out of that. Um, so uh, for some shout-outs today, I, I haven't done them the last two weeks because I've just been everywhere, but uh, these are just general shout-outs. Um, a lot of this stuff um, is obviously like not my original idea. I've, I've gleaned and, and gained it from other people, and I'm packaging it in a different, <laughs> in a different way as I've learned and absorbed and walked through it. Um, but a lot of these ideas I can attribute to people like Esther Moreno, uh, Jim Weidman, uh, to name a few. And so if you're curious, check, out some of those resources the Kidman resources um, are amazing also to name a few like Sean Sweet um, has some amazing resources but there's a lot of resources out there to grow you and to grow your ministry. So be sure that you are using those alongside of other resources like this podcast um, and people in your community and have them help you out. So last week we talked about when we do our homework and and plan a roadmap and get others on board, we create an attainable vision. But here's the reality is we're still missing a key component. To create a vision that is functional, we need people, right? Last week we talked about, you know, um, we need uh, to get people on board, but uh, we can get people on board all day, but if they're not on the floor, right, if they're not on the with the front lines with us, then it doesn't matter. So the next two weeks, we're going to talk about two groups of people um, that we need, and those groups are our teams and our family. So today, we're going to break down an important part, and that is uh, our team. Uh, we need our team to be able to create uh, a functional vision from an attainable one. So uh, here's here's a question. Why do we need a team with a vision? Okay, so I'm not really going to talk so much about um, you needing a team today. I think we all are aware that we need a team. Uh, and I think that that is, you know, like if we're anywhere in ministry, we have some sort of team. If you don't, then stop the podcast and go build yourself a team of volunteers. But I assume that most of us have a team, have a group of people, even if it's just two or three that work with us. So the reality is we need a team with a vision. So we are going to talk today about how to take our attainable vision and meld it with our team, and so our team also desires that vision. So how do we get our team to own the vision? The first question is, and I want to clarify why, right? If my vision, uh, you know, how much does it need to be uh, ingrained in my team, right? How much does my team need to know the vision, right? If I'm the leader, I can just tell them what to do, right? And they will follow that vision, right? If, If I've got the vision, why does everyone else need the vision? Uh, well, there's a few problems to leading a team without a vision. Uh, let's take a page out of history for an example. I hope you guys have been enjoying this. I really loved getting to do some real life examples because they're really helpful for us. Um, Uh, Let's think about um, a little over a hundred years ago. Uh, We had two major issues in America when it comes to equality, right? We had racial and gender inequalities that I think we can all agree were pretty substantial in America. However, think about. Those that arose as the champions of uh, equality, right? Think about uh, MLK. Think about Millicent Fawcett. Think about Emily Davison. Think about those leaders that pop into your mind when you think about the the women's suffrage movement or you think about— The equality, the racial equality movements that happened um, years ago, right? There were leaders. There were visionaries. Think about the I Had a Dream speech that MLK gave. Uh, Now, the scale is obviously much larger than our church, but here's the reality is they had a team. They had a following, and they had a group of people um, that followed their leadership. Now imagine if those followers didn't share the vision. Imagine if the followers were not bought into the same vision that MLK uh, was bought into. Uh, Imagine if MLK didn't sell that vision well um, and and really didn't give any directions on how or when or where. Uh, If they gave no vision on what the future would hold or why they were doing what they were doing, what would happen at the first sign of resistance or difficulty or trials is they would leave. The cost would not be worth the reward because the reward was never really clear. And that is what your ministry would look like if you don't cast your vision. If you have a group of people who um, maybe see an end goal but have no idea why they're doing the goal, no idea how they're going to do the goal, no idea where they're going to do it with the role, the reality is that when they face things, when life gets busy, when life gets hard, when ministry gets difficult, they're going to drop out. If you have a team that is showing up week, back, week after week, attending events and spending time uh, to prepare but have no vision, they're going to fizzle out really quickly. They're going to lose sight of what they're after, right? Uh, so imagine your own job. If you didn't have a vision as to um, why you were putting in the hours, if you didn't have a, uh, a reason to put in the effort that you put, the hours you put, the pain, the, the heartache, the things that you deal with, Uh, would you continue working? No. If we don't have that vision, if we don't have that reason, then that is where we lose it. And so the same as for our volunteers. If they don't see the vision, if they don't see the value and the effort they put in, what's going to happen is that when they reach a a few weeks, when they are tired, when summer hits, uh, and that parent in your ministry now has their kids all day during the week, what happens when you try to challenge your team to do more, what happens if they are calling them? If you're calling them to a higher calling, if you're calling them to do more, what happens if you are applying pressure when they have already got some? Uh, I've got a verse. Uh, thinking about a verse in Philippians here, Philippians three twelve through fourteen. It says, "Not that I have already obtained all this, or have already arrived at my goal, but I press on to take hold of that for which Christ Jesus took hold of me." Brothers and sisters, I do not consider myself yet to have taken hold of it. But one thing I do, forgetting what is behind and straining towards what is ahead. I press on the goal, towards the goal to win the prize for which God has called me heavenward in Christ Jesus. And I think that that is a great example, and a great transition to what we need to do. You see, Paul had a goal. Paul's goal was Christ Jesus. I, write, I press on to win the prize for which God has called me heavenward in Christ Jesus. Jesus, right? That is his goal. So the question is, what is Paul doing here? He's not just stating his goal, but he's calling them, he's calling the Philippians in this case, uh, to follow him, right, to oh, to mimic him. He has another verse where he says, you know, follow me as I follow Christ. So the question is, um, how can we be like Paul? How can we be like MLK? How can we be like those leaders and cast that vision to our team so that when things get tough, when life is hard, when ministry is real, that they are not burned out, they do not leave, and they do not abandon the vision? It is absolutely vital um that your team shares your vision. And here's a few markers. Here's a few things that you can think about uh, to, to really compare and think, does your team share your vision? Um, number one is your team may not share your vision if they can't tell you your vision or goal of your ministry. Number two um, you have a really high turnover rate for volunteers uh, they come in they serve for a few weeks and they leave they may not know and be bought into the vision in that case Number three is that you have a hard time getting volunteers to do more than the bare minimum if you struggle with volunteers who are talking amongst themselves who aren't putting in a lot in your ministry you may not have a vision that is cast well and number four um, is that you've got teams that uh, they show up late or uh, you know they leave or They're just not present in the moment, and they seem ready to go. And once again, there's no condemnation um, in any of these. These are a tool for you guys to use to assess your ministry, and these are things that I have experienced in my ministry as markers for me not casting the vision well. Each of these things I have experienced, which is why I know them. But that's not where I am today, and we cannot be complacent in a team that lacks vision, or our ministry will die I think that this is one of the most crucial components to reaching that vision is sharing that with our team. So we've determined we need a vision, uh, and, and we need our team to buy into that vision. But how? So you, so you're like, yeah, 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 okay, Sam, we got a vision. I know what my vision is. I know my team needs to buy into it. But how can we create and cultivate that culture of vision in our air, in our ministry? Right. So uh, the the first way uh, I want to talk about is communicate. The vision. I recently realized, and this is just in the last couple of weeks, that my team could not communicate the vision of 456 or, or its core values. Uh, so I took that into my hands, right? I was like, you know, I was asking them, hey, who can give us the three core values? They're so posted on the sign, and I talk about them uh, sometimes, but I was like, I do not talk about these enough. And so each week during our pre service meeting, I would have them recite out the three core values. And it was really funny at first because they didn't know them, and so it helped them along. And eventually I started to get there. and uh, you know, I was like, you know, what are the three core values? We want to preteens to create strong relationships, make wiser choices, develop a deeper faith. And we did this week after week after week until eyes flowed and jokes rolled and people were joking about it. And this past week, I actually forgot to ask the three core values at the end of the meeting. And one of the leaders made sure to rattle them off for me because we did not do that. And that. I would say is one of my biggest successes in ministry, right? Not anything else. Them doing that because the reality is that I had drilled it into my leader's head so much that it was a part of our meeting. It was a part of who they were at that point and they knew that they needed to recite that we wanted our kids to develop a deeper faith, make wiser choices, and build stronger relationships. And so that is when